Keeping it real. Keeping it real. With Femi Ibiwoye. Tag Community Voice Radio. My guest today is Ronke Adewa Favaro. and professional wedding planner based in the UK. She owns Bliss Nuptials, a versatile and successful consultancy specializing in wedding events, personal styling and related services. Ronke is a former pharmaceutical industry scientist who started out as a formulation scientist and left eight years ago to focus on 
transitioning her business to a fully-fledged operation. Ronke is a parent governor at Thames Park Academy in Thorock. She has lived in the borough for 13 years and is married with children. Ronke, Hello. you're welcome Thank you to very Real much. Life with Femi Gloria. It's lovely to be here. On Thank Tag Community Voice Radio. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Very well. Thank you for asking. Good stuff. Ronke, please tell my audience about your early life. Where were you born? And what was family life like? Right, I was born in Oshobo, Osho State. Um, so I consider myself a typical Yoruba girl. Um, I lived in Oshobo until the age of 16 where I did my primary school, my secondary school. And then father decided uh, I needed education in England. So I moved to England when I, at the age of 16. At the age of 16? Yeah. Fantastic. So, how did you... So, let's let's talk about your early life. Right. Uh, because I think you have summarized too much for us. <laughs> we want to get into the detail. Okay. We want to get right. into the nitty-gritty. Okay. Uh, so, Ronke before 16. Right. Years, maybe let's, let's, let's say 5 to 16. Yeah. Which schools did you go to? Right. So... What was family life like? <laughs> What kind okay. of family did You're you really grow up in? in yeah, we're digging in. Okay. We're digging in. Okay. We want to know. Right. So, um, my primary school life, actually, all my life, I, 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 I was fortunate to be born into a wonderful family that um, is very playful um, and very. <laughs> we always tease each other and, and all of that. So, growing up, um, so I know with brothers and sisters, my primary school. How many was, siblings? I have eleven. So I'm the I'm one of twelve. Wow! I am the last girl of the family, so I, I try to find a position. Same mother, same father. For myself, no, I've got two stepmother. Okay. Um, unfortunately, uh, one passed. My stepmom passed away um, many years ago, but I still have condolences. Thank you. Um, and my secondary school life. I, I was the head girl, actually. Oh, something I was God. very proud of. Um, you look like a strict disciplinarian. I'm just joking. So? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> no. It takes a strict disciplinarian to be an event organizer. Yeah, I think it's something that I've developed as the years have gone by. Um, but growing up, I think because I was the last girl of the family, I was always babied. And I remember whenever my dad travels abroad for business and anybody beat me or take my food or whatever i have a notepad that i will write down every single offense so that when wow. daddy comes i'm like daddy this person did that and that person did that so um, that must have made you very popular almost definitely not <laughs> <laughs> were you bullied by your by your sibling they always tease me you know uh, in our family jokes is always on somebody Okay. You know, but they know not to take too much of a make out of me, otherwise I will put them to that and then right. they get into serious trouble. Okay. You know, um, and I guess the the love of events for me started at a very young age because my father owned um, actually one of the first pioneering hotel in the state. Okay. Uh, so he ran the hotel business, um, and I think for me, 
the love for events and hospitality was born out of that. Mm. In fact, I want to actually go as far as say it was actually in my blood yeah. uh, because of what my father had done. But yeah, I had a really wonderful um, teenage years growing, growing up in Oshobo. Fantastic. So, um, most parents will say they came first in class mm. or second in class. Um, did your parents generally, or your father, it's usually the father that, that does the bragging thing, isn't it? Did your father generally um, promote the ideology that you had to come first? No. Oh my goodness, no. Um, I think what was more important is happiness. Um, my father is very concerned about our happiness whatever brings you happiness whatever brings you joy whatever brings that balance to your life is what um it would strive for for you having said that it's usually <laughs> it's one of my uncles that is the um educationalist is that a word even in the family is is the one that well, everybody runs away from the moment he opens the door, you know he's going to ask you to bring a book. Mm. He's going to ask you, how are you doing? Uh, but generally, my, my parents are very... As long as you're doing something that you enjoy and that you love, um, they, are, they are happy. Thank you, Ronke. You started out in pharmaceutical sciences. How and why did you veer off into the event industry? I know you talked about hospitality being in your background with a hotel mm. and you haven't told us the name of the hotel and um, the hotel chain maybe um, so I hope you will go into more detail on that um, I went into sciences um, because at, at, the, at the time that I was growing up sciences seems to be the cool thing mm. um, it, it seems to be um, the, the sign of intelligence. Mm. It's different now. You gotta where, be a doctor. Exactly. You know, you have to be the or doctor, an engineer. the pharmacist, the accountant, mm -hmm. the, all of that. The lawyer. So I think naturally, because of what the the society projected on you, mm. it just seemed like the the cool thing to do because in in secondary school, the people in science class mm. are like the creme de la creme hmm. um, so I went into that um, just because I assumed that that is what is expected of me um, but I think as I grew up and in my 20s and certainly in my 30s I started to realize that actually there's more to life than pursuing what you think hmm. is is right right yeah um, it's about fulfilling your passion and your desire mm. and I felt Certainly as I was growing up. I felt that I needed If I don't pursue my passion now then when And while you're saying that so let's talk about your first gig oh my goodness. Your very very first event The one that actually broke the mold Tell us about that. What kind of event was it? Who are your clients? How did it go? And much more importantly, what went wrong? 
Um, okay, I think I'm going to take this in a few parts. Okay. Um, because for me, I think it has been a long time coming. Um, and I'm assuming you're talking about why I left the corporate world as it were into my. No, we're just location. interested. No, no, we're just interested because at this stage. I want to go. <laughs> yeah, I want. <laughs> I want to go a little bit back. Okay, go on. Uh, because I I believe that everything that comes behind you mm. informs what lies ahead of you. Yeah. You know. Um. As I said, I've always been involved in hospitality. When I was in um, university at the Montfort University in Leicester, I was um, a social prefect, so to speak, in the Afro-Caribbean Afro society, organizing mm. events and all of that. When I then left uni and I went to church, I joined a department called Marriage Advisory Board, mm. which... Um, that sounds very, very important. It is very important. So what we do is we will help the couple uh, prepare for a wedding. So mm. things like premarital classes and also organizing their marriage ceremony. Mm. So that has always been there. I, you know, And I will do that for church members who were getting married and then a lot of Did them would ask you? me no and a lot of them would ask me oh, okay can you coordinate my reception because i was already doing the ceremony part so i'll do the reception and then year on year i was just doing more and more weddings just for church members and you may not remember this but yes. there was a day 17 18 years ago when i was in your car we were going to my goodness my car <laughs> Oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> we were going to a wedding of another church member that I, that I was organizing, and I think you were asking me, um, you know, I think we were just talking business, mm. and I said, oh, you know, I do this out of passion, and I remember you saying, well, Ronke, okay, but well, this is a gift that God has given you. I think you should be getting paid for this, and I thought to myself, mm, you know, I, I shrugged it off because I felt that if I started to get charged. I am going to lose the passion mm. because I don't want I don't want to lose the passion of what I am doing helping mm. people prepare for marriage. Yeah. Um so my very first paid job mm. was 15 years ago and I got 300 pounds. Wow. And oh my goodness. I was so excited. I was thinking I can make money and still have all this joy of planning somebody's wedding. I think I think your uh, fellow professionals will be horrified at that bill. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, this is 15 years ago, okay. you know. So, uh, well, the, indu the industry wasn't really there. Yeah, it the wasn't. Time. But okay. for me, it was it was. I think that was where that mold was broken. Okay. I know it was a very long, lengthy response to your question. But okay. Next, next event that I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold you to the 15. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about this very first event that you organized yeah and how did it go this was the first non-church one yes that you were paid for mm. you were paid 300 quid for mm. did you make ends meet was it a profitable business or did it end in disaster and what lessons did you learn um i i don't think i looked at it as a profit making business at that okay. time i think for me it was just like okay you know what 
I want to get paid. Mm. I don't even know how I came about the 300. Mm. I just, probably I plucked it out of thin air. I don't know. Mm. But I remember I did absolutely everything. I planned the bridal shower. I did the wedding rehearsal. I did the wedding. And it was a lot. Mm. And I think for me, one of the things that I learned from that is that wedding planning is not a one-man gig. Mm. You have to have help. Um, as much as I managed the wedding very well, and you know, mm. I did actually get further business from that. And the couple are still my friends, even right till today. Um, of course they were your friend. The, the fee itself. <laughs> well, please go on. You know. So for me, what I learned from that is you need a team. Um, I didn't think I needed a team. I thought, oh yeah, I could do this and all that. But I think for me, I learned that teamwork is so important that as a wedding planner, you need to have a team. And it, it pains me these days when you still see some wedding planners that are still going solo. I, I don't know how they manage it. Which brings me, is a very good segue um, to this question. What are the hallmarks of a great wedding planner? And how can anyone who is listening to us now, <laughs> considering getting into this career, how can they get into it? How can they get into it? Um, first of all, you need to be sure why you're getting into this. Um, if you think it's all the glam and the glitz that you see on Instagram and the wedding planners point fingers and go do this, do that and take selfie, you are in the wrong profession. It's a service industry. You have to have a heart of service. You have to have a heart to put yourself in the background mm. to be able to serve your couple because you cannot be an effective planner without being humble. Mm. And humility, unfortunately, within our community these days, within the sort of the late teens, 20s, even 30s, humility is something that is lacking so to be a wedding planner humility you have to have you have to be hard working you have to be able to rise at 6 a.m in the morning and not be back to bed at 1 a.m you have to have that tenacity creativity is so important um because you have to be creative to be able to manage your client's budget um they would want a champagne your clients might want a champagne wedding but they have a lemonade budget you need to be able to bring them back to reality and say, you know, where you have to be tough, and you know I can be tough because you and I work Absolutely. together. You need to be able to have that. Um, you need to be tough, but you need to be tender at the, at the like, same time. I like the analogy: a champagne vision, but a lemonade budget. Mm. Hold that thought. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to dig more into um, your event journey. You've been listening to Real Life with Femi Biwe. My guest today is Ronke Adewa Fabaro. And um, she's an event organizer based in the United Kingdom. She lives in Thorok. For all of you people in Thorok who are listening, she is a homegirl. Please, whatever you do, do not touch that dial. We'll be right back after the break.
Online 24-7. Tag Community Voice Radio. Radio. The radio station for Third Rock's BAME community. Subscribe, listen live, and download our app from the Apple and Play Store. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. My country people, that community voice radio won't make everybody they can't pay. Now why we encourage make all of us join hand together with the government of our United Kingdom. Make we fight against coronavirus, COVID-19. You fit protect yourself from coronavirus if you they wash your hand every time. Make you avoid crowded places. No they come out anyhow. If you must come out, make you wear face mask and maintain social distancing. Tag Community Voice Radio believes say we fit reduce the likelihood of catching this deadly virus. If all of us play our part, together with our government, make we take responsibility. Welcome back to Real Life with Femi Bill. And my guest today is Ronke Adewa Faburo, one of the leading event organizers, as far as I'm concerned, in the UK and especially in Thorok. Uh, Ronke, Welcome back to Real Life with Femi Biwari. Thank you. On Tag Community Voice Radio. Thorough African Group Community Voice Radio. Um, Community Voice Radio is a Thorough African Group initiative. We're champions for the black, Asian, minority, ethnic group in Thorough. Um, and I hope the community is listening and is enjoying this production. So, Ronke, the pandemic or COVID-19 has impacted the wedding industry in no small measure. Mm -hmm. So many things have happened in the pandemic. What are the most serious consequences on the way you operated before the pandemic, during the rolling lockdown restrictions, and how are you adapting for the future? Quite a few yeah. questions in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think for me as a wedding planner, one of the one of the um, one of the comforts that I bring to my client is certainty. Mm. Um, because when they employ me as the wedding planner, they're certain that their wedding vision is going to be delivered, that yeah. it's going to be planned met- meticulously and it's going to be choreographed perfectly on the day mm. and i was able to offer all of that prior to the pandemic yes. um the business was booming we were getting bookings um our summer I always jam-packed with uh, weddings and events um but as soon as covid19 hit and the phone was ringing all that certainty i was able to bring i i couldn't offer that to my client and that was so frustrating because nobody knew um, I tried my very best, you know, using my pharmaceutical knowledge mm. to be able to try and offer some sort of advice, but we were clueless. And that was the first time in my professional life that I cannot say certainly this is going to happen to my clients. But you are a, you are a formulation but, scientist. What? You, you didn't thing. find the formula? <laughs> this is the thing. I was, in the early days, it was very, very joking. frustrating. Yeah. Uh, because nobody, no, yeah, nobody knew. Uh, but as the months progressed, um, I think that the hope mm. was beginning to come back. 
What about Zoom parties? Couldn't you organize? Um, you uh, know what? The, the Zumba. Zumba, they call them, isn't it? Zumba. I. A lot of my colleagues would slap me for this, and I'm so sorry in advance. But I don't believe in Zoom parties. Mm. I don't. You don't really essence. believe in partying at home alone with your own rice, jollof rice, and chicken. I'm sorry, it's not the same. I know we have to adapt with times, mm -hmm. and I have colleagues who did that, and they did that brilliantly. But mm. if I don't believe in something, mm. I cannot do it. I have a client of mine called me, the um, mother of the bride, actually. Um, she called me and she said, okay, you know, my husband is turning 60. And I was like, auntie, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Because mm. if I cannot give my all to something, mm. I will not do it. Mm. So for me, Zoom, I do not do it. But, um, you know, over the, over the following months, I was able to at least assist some of my couple in planning smaller weddings okay when you say Last small what, what numbers so when when the restriction was lifted mm. um during the first wave um i have couples who wanted a wedding but not a marriage and that is fine because mm -hmm. each person have their own uh, desire mm. um but for my couples who wanted a marriage of a wedding mm. i help them what's the difference the between the two um <laughs> <laughs> Please do not lynch me my <laughs> um a lot of okay Some so couple, a, a marriage a marriage is um, is where you you marry and then you are eating gari later Some or a couple, wedding is one you marry and then you are driving a rose rose later Some couple because they have a vision of what marriage is hmm. Or, in fact, they have a vision that marriage is wedding. Marriage is the big clothes they wear, the hall that they fill with their guests, the mm -hmm. dancing in, and all of that. They don't see beyond that. Mm -hmm. They think that marriage is the date that they've chosen. Mm -hmm. And because that is their idea of it, you know, this is their Instagram life, so to speak. They don't see beyond. They don't actually realize that. Once We've planned your beautiful wedding. Mm -hmm. There's something beyond that. Mm. So a lot of them don't see beyond that. And that's those are the people I say will choose wedding over marriage. Okay. And you know what? It's for good some time. people, it is okay. But for some of my clients, um, it's even opening up that discussion. I say, you guys, yes, 200 will have been great. But why do you not consider 30? And within our Afro-Caribbean society, African society, um, that is a conversation we don't usually have. It's mm. almost like, why? But that conversation, I love to have that in front of my couple. So there are some couples I was able to help during the first wave that went from, say, 200 to 30. And the wedding was beautiful. Yeah, and they are now married. Husband and wife, they're living you the life are, that they wanted. You are a magician. This oh, is 200, not, 200 this, to 30. How did you persuade this, them? This is it, was their choice. Okay, I what I only did was, was that because offer. of the pandemic? It was, was it because, because of, of the pandemic? Ah, okay, the pandemic forced them, yes, into that. But the thing, what I'm trying to say is the conversation had to be had. They didn't think okay, of it good until I brought good, it up. Good, that is bringing your church marriage counseling background 
into the picture. However, now let's talk about um, the other aspect of it. Now, you've got a couple who um, wants 200 people. Isn't it more prudent for them to wait until the pandemic finishes rather than just shoehorning 30 people into um, their event? Absolutely. And this is why I said each couple will have to make their decision. What I am providing are options. Okay. And options that they may not have considered. Some of my couples have taken that on. Some haven't. How do you make a 30 people wedding profitable? Especially when you are used to operating budgets for 200, 500, mm. 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. You know, our Nigerian people, our yeah. African people, our South African people, our Ethiopian people, they like large Ghanaians. Absolutely. You need to pack the hall, you know, because it takes the whole community. Around the hall. It takes the whole community to, to raise a child, you know. So, yes, it's absolutely important that to have your nearest and dearest come mm. to share the day. Now, for me as a business, it's not about profitability. Um, I will still plan your wedding. Um, obviously, for a smaller wedding, the, the fee structure is different mm. to a bigger wedding. Mm -hmm. um, if I was a caterer, then that that's where i guess the profitability will be where it's profitable to cater for 30 uh, to five for 500 down for 30. it might so, it might might be it might work out the other way because if you're a caterer instead of giving them a chicken drumstick and a plate of rice you can give them half of the leg of a goat in the plate <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then load charge, charge, yeah. and then, charge them and then give them Dom Perignon. Everybody mm -hmm. to drink Dom Perignon instead of drinking you Coca know, Fanta. You know, th this is this is the joy of a smaller wedding. Wow, you are able to splash, luxuriate out. it. You are able to make it luxurious and um, guest focus. You can mm. do the Dom Perignon. You can do a ten course tasting meal. You know, for your guests as opposed to them standing and going to get the buffet. You can do so many things. You can go to venues that you wouldn't have usually been able to afford because everybody wants the business of a smaller wedding. You can do all of that. Royalty. And and this this is the fun part for in fact I was saying to my sister that it would be very hard for me to go back to like five, six hundred kind of a wedding. Yeah. You know, because the smaller, the intimate one it has more meaning um you find the couples are more relaxed mm. because they don't have because the people that they've chosen to be there are the people that truly loves them as opposed to say 500 where they have to like be kneeling down for everybody or be like ah is anti this or anti that or whatever but these small needs they were able to relax more they're able to enjoy themselves they're able to go to each and every person and interact you know so for me as a business um moving out of covid um i have now a an intimate wedding package mm. for a smaller wedding and then obviously my main stead will still be the bigger the bigger number but for all the audiences listening if you're considering it you can hook me up so let's talk about marketing yeah where do you prospect for new clients how do you prospect for new customers? 
we've talked about the size of the guests mm -hmm. um, and how will your intimate where will your intimate weddings where will they feature in your services and packages in the future right um 90% of my couples find me by word of mouth hmm. because i believe that that's the most powerful tool when somebody had been to an event that have put on Mm. or that um, they get married and their friends said you know what you need room care in your life mm. um, a lot of my clients are like that um, and I think for wedding something that is a personal service I actually find that more comforting that people are already coming to me because they know the level of expertise that I have and that they know that I'm passionate about what I do mm. and that I put them first Instagram is very good for me these days <laughs> yeah. uh, because obviously there hasn't been any parties. So, um, in fact, one of my recent clients that I signed on just yesterday, she found me on Instagram wow. uh, by using an hashtag, yeah. um, which is great. Uh, but the bulk of my business comes from um, from word of mouth. Yeah. Okay, so yesterday we heard the earth-shattering news that our beloved queen has suffered the loss of her husband. What would you say in these circumstances? Um, first of all, in um, acknowledgement and possibly as a message to the royal family, obviously, um, there has the royal family has been very very much in the news mm. both for good and bad recently but this is an event that actually eclipses everything else that has happened um, so far what would you say at this time to the royal family um, I, I, my thoughts especially um are with the uh, 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 uh majesty the queen um as a wife myself i've been married for nearly 15 years i know the role a husband plays the companionship the friendship the laughter the giggle the inner jokes the yeah. the one that truly sees you yeah. um i i can't even comprehend having I know, not to be without my husband and mm. we've only been together for 15 years mm. now multiply that by three or even four because 70 over 70 years multiply by five yeah by five even yes. 73 73 years married yeah, yeah years so married. to to lose someone that you have shared that intimacy with for the last 73 years she calls him surely, my rock and my strength. Yeah, surely it is hard. It's it's earth shattering, and I I so 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 feel for her. And my prayers and thoughts are with that, mm. especially because it cannot be easy. The lo the loss of a I mean, forget that is the prince and she's the. Queen. Oh, we can't forget they he's are, our duke, the duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> no, I mean at the end of the day, yeah. he's a husband. Yes. You know, yes, first and foremost, he's he a husband, and now Father, she's a widow. 
you know and now she's a widow and you know so it's um it just goes to show that it's important to choose well mm. um because if the queen hasn't chosen well mm. she would have endured 70 73 years of hell because mm. she would not have divorced divorce was not an option our queen is a very wise you know wise 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 woman yeah very, very wise. so uh, it, it's important to choose well she chose well she she enjoyed a wonderful married life and i just feel my oh, I, I i can't you know I, I just pray for peace and comfort uh for her and her family at this time and for the entire united kingdom because you know the nation is is mourning yes yes so um thank you very very much for your very kind words and i'm sure um any member of the royal family um, uh, who's listening will take comfort in those very, very, uh, those words. Moving on, uh, Mary Jo is Chloe Kardashian's grandmother. Uh, she took a photograph without the usual professional edits. That means the airbrushing, the overly caked, caked workouts that they do to the digital image. So she had basically a digital image of the unvarnished Khloe Kardashian. And this appeared on the web. And now there is trouble in paradise. As a professional advising and creating memories for your clients, do you incorporate any advice about well-being and about what people should focus on? Because I know you alluded a little bit to that when you talked about the Insta Life and the show that is put out for um, events. Mm. What is your view on that? I I actually find the whole um, Chloe Kardashian. She looked normal, <laughs> and, and I, that's I, a problem. I, I, it's I a problem to look normal. Which is strange. I, yeah, I, I find it really, really strange and weird. Um, because, A, I don't know why being normal is news. It's almost like our society is turned, it's, it's turned on its head. We're having a conversation about a normal picture. Hmm. It should not even be a conversation. So she looks normal, so, however, okay, I can only, I love to stay in my lane. Please. So I will stay in my lane and I will you stay may still have You may still my... have a few, a few clients who, who, who favor the Insta life and they still want to deal with you. Um, for my couple. I try to focus their attention on what is real. Mm. Um, I will let them know that I will not guarantee that your um, your wedding will be insta famous, right? Mm. However, I will guarantee that it, it, it is authentic. I would try to make them focus on the bigger picture. I always does this focus work? on the bigger picture. Does it it does. It okay. does. Okay. Because when I speak to them after, because I have like a debrief at the end of um, the event with them, and 
10 out of 10, they always say, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for focusing me. Thank you for being there in the middle of the night to just say, you know what, this too will pass. Thank you for being there day and day Do and you night. bill them for the hour, the night hours? This is a vocation and this is what I say to, you know, when you ask me about people who are getting into this business, mm. you need to get into it as a service because as a Christian, you know that marriage is something so Forever. close to Jesus's heart. Mm. It was the first place that he performed a miracle. So to be able to help people along mm. into that journey for me goes beyond the dough that they pay me. I'm still gonna get paid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but Who I don't is money take... over the way. Oh, sorry. Cash, <laughs> moolah. Moolah. <laughs> you, you know, because I know my worth as a service provider. I am not going to get paid fifty pounds because I know I am more, worth more than that. I do, but I will give you more than you are paid for. In fact, I have um, one of my mother of the brides pay me bonus after the wedding. She okay, said, don't tell us how much. Oh no, of course not. Because, <laughs> I don't want because, to intimidate. Yeah, because, because some, of us, some of us may be considering a change of career after we hear how much they paid you. Okay, okay. We're going to be going to a break now. Ronke, you've been a delight and um, we picked you. up so many useful things. When we come back, we're going to look at um, your expectations for the industry as lockdown eases Amen. and for some of your uh, uh, bigger um, uh, vision statements that you haven't made yet. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. With Femi Iguoye. Discussing, discussing everyday life, career, challenges, opportunities and faith. Tune in to Tag. Tune in to Tag. Community Voice Radio. On Thursdays and Sundays at 5pm. Welcome back to Real Life with Femi Iguoye. My guest today is Ronke Adewa Faboro. Uh, Ronke has been a delight. Uh, we've already had a few sessions with her before we went on the break. And now that we are back uh, into the studio, um, we are broadcasting on the Thorough African Group Community Voice Radio, the champion voice for Black, Asian, minority, ethnic uh, community in Thorough. So welcome back, Ronke. Thank you for having me. I, I think what... Um Tag Thorak th 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 Community uh, Radio is doing is fantastic. Uh, to have a station that is dedicated to African and ethnic minority um, that's able to speak our language in the way that we understand it, to be able to speak about issues that is personal to us, I think it's just fantastic. So, well done, you guys. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you very, very much. Now, uh, Tab Community Voice uh, Radio is on the internet. We're on Facebook. Um, search for Tag Community Voice Radio um, on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Search for Tag Community um, Voice Radio on Instagram. We also have um, a um, podcast streams. We stream on um, Spotify. Absolutely. Currently, so uh, you can pick up our links to Spotify on Instagram, on Facebook, and um, we would like to acknowledge the great work that um, 
the head of studio, Mr. Oladi Daudu, is doing, That's as nice. well as the leader of our um, initiative and the chairperson of TAG, um, Councillor Buki Okwade. So, thank you very much, Runke, and welcome back to this segment. Have you had the COVID-19 vaccine? Yes, I had. Um, about four weeks ago, um, I was excited to take it. Um, I think coming from a, a scientific background, I have no hesitation at all um, to take um, the vaccine. But I've had conversations with people within my community who are a little bit hesitant. Mm. Um, they wanted the rest of the world to be the guinea pigs first <laughs> before, they, <laughs> before they take it. It's like, you know, we don't want to now be, you know, not like our fufu and eba, the moment we take the, 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 the vaccine. Oh. But, you know, I have to reassure them that, you know, the fact that um, the MHRA, who are the regulatory body, have approved it they will have seen thousands and thousands of documented evidence and not just any evidence but good sound evidence and for it to be approved it means it is safe to take so for those that are listening that are a little bit hesitant or thinking or oh, it hasn't been on the market for so long they have nothing to worry about mm. absolutely nothing to worry about the um the perceived side effects mm. that may concern people for not having to go for it is far it's how can i put this there's a minimal risk there's a minimal risk yeah compared with the overriding and every overarching single benefit. medicine you take mm. has side effects if you open a box of paracetamol and you take the pack and you read the side effects of paracetamol you will not want to take paracetamol mm. again so paracetamol. something that we take without even thinking mm. probably is safer to take the vaccine than to use to take paracetamol for some people so yeah and what, and what are your um your credentials for saying this uh, well i worked in the pharmaceutical industry for 15 years um i was a formulation scientist so what before, does a formulation scientist do before the medicine so when the chemist develop um when they find that an active ingredient mm can produce a therapeutic effect yes. they need somebody like me mm -hmm. to be able to develop and test it yes. so you need to either decide whether you're developing it into capsule into tablet into mm. suppository into injectable mm. uh, whether the injectable should be iv mm. or whether it should be a muscular inject injectable so mm. you need to first determine that once you determine that then you take it through clinical trials mm. there are four stages in clinical trials stages one to four and the final stage is actually when you test it in human so before it even gets to human mm. you will have tested it at different stages and then once that is approved then you now scale it up ladies and, and gentlemen in. ladies so, and gentlemen she is an events organizer <laughs> but you have heard it from a formulation scientist take <laughs> vaccine Get your job. Get your job. You have heard it from the formulation scientist. So you're not coming much. to any party I'm organizing without the job. Ah, okay. Not even with my mask. Have mass. you taken the job? I have taken the job. Excellent. AstraZeneca. Yes. The one that they say causes blood clots. I took it. it didn't. I didn't bleed Hallelujah. anywhere. Hallelujah. I didn't see any bleeding. Hallelujah. I didn't see any bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. So fantastic. Okay. Right. 
Now, you did say that nobody comes to your parties without taking the jab. So, does that mean that your entire team at Bliss Nuptials have taken the jab as well? <laughs> I said that in, in jest. Um, oh, you said that in yes, jest? Yes, of okay. course, because, I mean, I know there's a, there's talk within the parliament with the COVID passport and all of that, and yes. the trialing out and all mm -hmm. of that. That is a decision for the government. Um, I'm a private citizen. Um, personally... I um, should ask you as well, with that good advice that you gave earlier, are you working for the government? Are they paying you? No, my goodness. Are no. you on the payroll? Uh, <laughs> Have you been on the payroll for the government throughout the pandemic? It, I think I make more money as a wedding planner than I do if, I, if I'm a civil servant. Okay. No. But you haven't worked for the government in the last two years? Uh, not at all, no. Okay. So, so she's an independent... Independent, yes. yes. Independent advocate. Um, taking the for job... For vaccine. I would advocate taking the job, but everybody have the, the right to choose. Mm. Um... I don't know your circumstances. You may have, um, I don't know. Underlying conditions. That you don't want to take the job. That is fine. For my team, um, I would share my experience with them. I will tell them what I know mm. about the job and why I've taken it. Mm. And it is up to them to make a decision. So let me ask you a question. Pastors mm. and imams, maybe imams, I don't know whether the imams are doing that. But pastors, there are some pastors that are very prolific who are preaching that you must not take the jab and that this COVID-19 epidemic is all made up. And some of them have even um, um, convoluted it into 5G. Although we think 6G is coming soon as well, so I don't know what... So, what, what is your um, your response to that? Um, okay. Are these people speaking from a premise, a platform I, of a higher knowledge, or is there something in the realms of the supernatural that they are deploying that always works in the natural? <laughs> How long is this interview for? Because I feel like we can be here. Let's be. All let's night. summarize. Let's summarize it. Let's I not would take say, all night. I would say yes. Um, I'm a Christian, and I attend uh, a church. Mm. I would listen to my pastor on a Sunday. Yes, and I would have to go away. And during the week as well. And I'll have to go away mm. and consider what they have spoken from the pulpit. Yes, like a Berean Christian. Because you have to test everything that is said to you, even if it's the prophet that says it to you, you have to test it. Okay. Because the word of God does, in my opinion, mm. the word of God does not come in once. They are, um, it is backed by evidence. There will be one or two people or one or two circumstances that God will confirm that word to you. So mm. if your pastor says to you, don't take it because it is X, Y, Z, go open the Bible ask the Holy Spirit is my pastor speaking the truth because pastor at the end of the day they're human okay let me let me let me let me ask you a question do you think that the pastors that are talking about this particular COVID-19 did they take yellow fever vaccine when they were younger did they possibly take polio the polio inoculation because chances are if they didn't take those polio 
inoculations, most of them would have been affected by polio. <laughs> Yeah. So why is why is it's, this COVID nineteen? Why is this such a big problem today? I, I I personally I don't I can't speak for anybody else. I know it's a real thing because I had COVID. I had a personal experience with this disease. Mm. It is not a joke. I was in hospital. I had to take oxygen. I spent Christmas lying in a hospital bed. So if you say to me that it is made up. I don't know what you're reading, but I pray that you never have to find out. Are you sure you didn't thing, have flu? This thing is real. I have had flu, I have had malaria, I have had uh, measles, I've had chickenpox, I've had all the diseases on that, the, the, that I am aware of. I did not, I've never had the feeling that I had when I had this thing. Hmm. Call it COVID, call it something in the hair, call it whatever. Whatever it is, I caught it. Hmm. I was sick with it. Hmm. And people are dying from this you cannot you cannot overlook that fact whatever is killing people don't name it how many people were on the ward on your ward <laughs> that um were carried away um on a stretcher to the mortuary as far as you can tell i am so grateful and and this 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 is a story for another day um i never got to see that and I know that that was that because they that put the shield testimony. around you. That was because they misdiagnosed me when I first went into hospital, mm. so they did not treat me as a COVID patient. Mm. So all the I'm so grateful to God that I didn't get to see that. I didn't get to put in a typical COVID mm. ward. I was segregated in the ward that I was in when they found mm. out that it was COVID. Mm. So I had. You are in had, a private room yes, on a ward. Yes, and I know that that is a testimony by itself. Mm. That I was not, I, I, because I. Which I, hospital were you in? It was Queen's Hospital in Romford. In Romford. Yeah, um, and and the the, the NHS worker and the staff are apps. My my hats off to them. Mm. They are superior being, mm. in my opinion. Hmm. Um, because you're going into a situation that no, that you know can kill you, hmm. and we know that many of our key workers hmm. have passed away. Um, more so within my community, hmm. within the African community. How did um, your How did your family cope while you were hospitalized? God's grace. God's hmm. grace. Um, a lot of them rallied around. It was difficult because no one can physically go in. Um, yeah, they spoke to you to over the I couldn't speak, mm. um, you know, but my children were supported, my husband was supported, my husband had it as well, but he was home, mm. um, you know, the kids had to be in a separate room for a long period of time, we mm. didn't see them, they mm. didn't see us, um, but it was God's grace, but, you know, my, my family rallied around, my friends rallied around, they would drop food at the front of the property, the kids mm. would go out and, and, and get, and my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, my goodness, that girl, she grew, I mean, she's always been, um, she's always been mature, mm. but in that month, she became a mother. Mm. She looked after her siblings, she made sure that they washed, that they ate, that the house was kept clean, that they didn't set fire to the house. Mm. She just stepped up and I'm so grateful for that daughter of mine, Itunolua. I am just so grateful for her. You know? Shout out to Itunolua. Yes, yes. 
and she's a mini event how planner. She's listening, how she's listening? How she's listening to you live in the yes, studio? Yes, baby, I'm so proud of you. But uh, yeah, and she's a, she's she she's definitely um, a bliss nuptials um, executive as well. She's she's a really really good planner. Fantastic. Now that you talked about bliss nuptials. For anyone out there listening to this interview, how can they reach out to Bliss Nuptials? I'm on the Instagram. Instagram is probably the quickest way to get hold of me. Um, I'm underscore Bliss Nuptials with the S and B underscore B L I double S N U P T I A L S. Um, and I have a website www.blissnuptials.com, or you could just Google Bliss Nuptials. Uh, if you're local and it would pop up um, in the search engine. Fantastic. Thank you very much, uh, Ronke. How do you recruit into your business? What are the superpower skills that your closest associates uh, bring to the table? Um, skills that I look for someone with a heart of service someone that is calm uh, because we work in a, a an environment that is highly pressurized mm -hmm. especially on the wedding day so you have to be the calming spirit um to be able to work with me um for those that have in my team they usually will start off as a work experience mm -hmm. um i get as a lot of yeah i get a lot of applications um from people in colleges um, who are thinking about um hospitality industry or whatnot and those that have stayed with me are those that are that share my values mm. that share my um passion and my um and, and and appreciate the way that I work because mm. the way that I work is different for every other every other client. You know, I am more um I'm I'm more of a hug and not a handshake kind of mm. a person. Um, so the person or the people that work with me are like that. Um, of a kindled spirit. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So we talked about COVID nineteen. We've talked about you're being affected by COVID-19. Can you tell my audience how your faith has helped you manage change and develop resilience during COVID-19? One thing it has taught me is that there's nothing that is in my control. Hmm. Um, and everything is by grace. I mean, I'm always, I always say, when I'm sending texts um, to my family, even to my clients, I always put by God's grace. Yeah. Because everything that we do is by His grace. Mm. But sometimes you, it becomes a word as opposed to um, a living. It, it becomes something you utter, not something that you truly grasp the meaning of it. Yeah. And I think during this season. I truly understand that word grace mm. um, because many people went through the same journey I went through and they're not here. Mm. I mean, it still amazes me. Why, why was I chosen to be on this side and not in heaven with God? Mm. And I'm so grateful for that. So for me, 
I've always lived a simple life prior to COVID. And I think post-COVID, my life is even more simpler. Mm. I don't I don't take too much to heart. Mm. And I always look at the silver lining in every situation. Mm. Because if you look hard enough, you will find in fact you don't even have to look hard. There's a silver lining. Right there. And you know, there's a saying that I heard, and I don't know if, if I'm gonna say it right, but that the sun is always shining. The sun never stops shining during mm. the day. Sometimes there's cloud, mm. but because the cloud is there, it doesn't mean that the sun isn't there. It is. Mm. It always is. Mm. So if we look hard enough, there's a silver lining. So for me, nothing can be. It's silver lining. And on that note, we're going to go to another break. <laughs> when we come back, we will look at a bit more about the pandemic and those whom we've lost to the pandemic. It's been very poignant listening to you talk about your experiences in hospital on oxygen um, and responding very articulately, very knowledgeably um, about the vaccines, how they're made, whether they're safe and so on and so forth. If you are listening in the audience and you've missed that part, I'll encourage you to look out for the podcast, which we will be loading onto our social media handles um, later on this week. Whatever you do, please do not touch that dial. Stay on, stay tuned to uh, Thorough Community Voice Radio, Thorough African Group Community Voice Radio. We'll be right back with you right after this break. Station, your music. Add us, add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your favorites. And keep your browser locked. Keep your browser locked. <laughs> yeah, this station's got soul. My guest today has been wonderful. She is Ronke Adewa Faboro, one of the leading lights in the event industry uh, in the UK. She resides in Thorock, and so she is born and bred. Thorokite, <laughs> even though she wasn't born here, as we know from yeah. early, but now we, we have adopted you as born and bred. Amen. So, Ronke, welcome back to Real Life with Femi Biwoye. Um, let's just dive straight into um, the next uh, session. How do you think we should remember the brave people in key frontline service roles who we lost to the pandemic? Um... NHS worker, as I said earlier, they are superhumans. Mm. Um, they give sacrificially. They go into work, mm. not knowing the outcome of. And um, I think the best way to remember them is by donating to charities. There are hundreds of different nhs charities that you can give to you can find one that really speaks to you mm. um because yes we can pray for them yes we can uh give them gifts and mm. you know love on them if you know them personally yeah but money <laughs> money is where it's at mm. basically because essentially you've taken away somebody from the family 
or maybe I've been the breadwinner or essentially contribution to that. So whatever financial not just, not, help, sorry, sorry, not just breadwinners as well. Some of them were sending money to Africa. Yeah, yeah. You know, so whoever you can connect with, you know, I, I personally believe in, in gifting. Whoever you can connect with, whether it's somebody that you know in your local, uh, in your streets or that you know um, at your church, reach out to them and see how you can help. But most importantly, I mean, we're Africans, put money in an envelope. We don't do it often in this country. I don't know why. 5, 10, 20 pounds. We're not saying you should do 100 pounds because sometimes you think, oh, I have to have a lot of money. To bless people giving is a is a spirit you have a spirit mm. of giving you know so even if it's just two pounds or three pounds or you 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 know somebody down your street that's been bereaved when you're going to Tesco buy an extra bottle of milk or you know a bunch of flowers just to say you're thinking about them because mm. what I'd imagine that what they need most is our compassion Yes. So whichever way that we can show compassion, volunteer at your local hospice or your hospital or your GP and just be helpful and just be ready to help in, in any way possible. Yeah. And of course, don't, don't forget them in prayers yeah. uh, for those that are left behind. Okay. Thank you very much. If there's one thing you could change in the priority of your young couples getting married... From all you said, just one thing, what would it be and why? Just one thing. I would say invest in your marriage. Okay. If you take driving a car as an example, mm -hmm. we have practical tests, you have theory tests. Mm -hmm. You will study, you will take exam, you will then do the lessons and then yes. do the tests. Mm -hmm. You'll be surprised how many young couple these days don't take that the uh, counseling the time to go for counseling mm -hmm. or if they do they'll go for the bare minimum because of the church that they want to get married in mm -hmm. you know the church will say if you want to get married in that church come and do five weeks six weeks or whatever and mm -hmm. they do that and they they go but you cannot you cannot enter marriage without being prepared so please premarital counseling it, it doesn't show that you have a... Because <laughs> sometimes when Africans hear counselling, they think, ah, there's trouble. Mm. No. You don't wait until trouble comes. You know, mm. you don't wait until your car is wrecked before you take it to MOT. You go for MOT every year. You don't say, mm. oh, my car isn't having me, giving me trouble. So one advice I'll say, especially for those that are getting married, planning to get married, even before you choose a man, mm. pre-marital counselling. Because you want to enjoy your married life and not endure it, as my mother was saying. I like it. Enjoy, not endure. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a bucket list? I don't. Um, I have wishes. Um, and one of the bigger ones, um, recently, <laughs> I recently um, want that I'm... Oh, actually... Let me rephrase that. I don't have a bucket list. Mm -hmm. However, I have just started one. Um, why, last, why, did you, why did you start? Because I realized, after COVID, I realized that life is short. Mm. That I need to plan for things that would bring me joy. That will enhance me as a person, as my family. Mm. So, um, in, sometimes in the near future, I'm praying and hoping to God. I want to spend six months in New Zealand. 
my family and I will just take that half a year out and travel New Zealand. Business will miss you here. My life is more important. Wow, I like that. Okay, so you've talked about traveling to New Zealand. Um, do you have a will? I don't. My husband does, which which is weird. Which uh, is good because it means that he's putting, no. he's putting provisions in place to look after you. Just in yeah. case he goes, yeah. he wants to make sure that all your money that is in your joint account isn't locked, locked, the why, locked by provision. The reason why I said it's weird is he has it and I don't. And why I haven't gonna come around to do mine, I, I don't know. But thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to make sure that that is done within a couple of days. Why do Africans um, not like this? Okay, so let's say uh, uh, black, Asian, minority, ethnic community. Why do we try as much as possible to put death and preparation for death on the back burner? But we like all the other aspects of life, of life. like birth, yeah. Birthdays, weddings, um, promotion at work, new housewarming, new car, wedding anniversary, all of those things. Yeah, I think it's always been a taboo uh, to talk about death. It's almost like, oh, um, you know, we, we like to sweep it under the carpet. I know growing up, I, I never had that conversation with my siblings or with my parents or anything. But I know, certainly in the last year, I've had that conversation with my children just to... Uh, I remember still saying that to my cousin. She's like, "Oh, okay, you're so morbid." I was like, "It's actually not being morbid. It's preparing them mm. for what is about to happen." I mean, by God's grace, I am gonna be here. My husband and I are gonna be here for decades and decades and decades to come. Mm. However, you have to be real. So I will, I've had that conversation with my children and explain what death is and. You know what happens and how they may feel and, and things like that um, but I think it's something that's changing certainly within our community and I think after all that we've gone through during COVID I think people are now um, death is not something that is far in the future oh. so I think now I mean you're not having this conversation aren't you? absolutely you know so I think a lot of families are having that conversation because nobody knows tomorrow oh. That's very, very profound. What is your favorite meal after a hard gig? <laughs> I actually don't eat on event day. Um, my senior planner, always, always like my number two, she always, she will come with maybe like a... Um, uh, a canopy and she like will get up in your mouth and she will put it in my mouth because she knows that I will not sit to eat so I don't actually eat on um, events she must be a good friend of yours she's lovely for her, to, lovely. for her to stick something in your mouth <laughs> and for you to accept basically, it basically I mean Rovi Onuwale she is an amazing human being I, I say that I, I cannot do what I do without two people my husband Toby and Ruby. You better give them Those a shout two. out. Give them a shout out. <laughs> we are on radio now. Give them a shout out. Yes, um, I mean, I, I, I cannot, I, there will not be bliss nuptials without Adetobi Adegori, Adewa Fabora. Shaking Kiel, Komi. Greet him to his ancestral um, home. You know, because um, he encouraged me to, to do this as a business. Um, in fact, um, 
is a sales is a sales guy. Mm. Toby will sell sand to a desert man. Okay. He is that good and you know he's always encouraging me and pushing me and saying, Okay, you know, you can do this. And when I finally it's not every husband that perhaps would be as supportive as Toby has been for me to take a, a step away from my corporate life where I was earning, you know, close to six figures. I had a, a company car, I had pension, I was traveling the world and all of that. And when I said to him, I want to give all that up for bliss nuptials. Um, that guy, it just- Was it a hard conversation? me. No. This is the thing. It was not hard. It was like, baby, okay, let's do it. And that was it. I, I didn't have to argue. I didn't have to fight. I didn't have to. But he, he is just, he's just an amazing person. I am just so thankful to God that I have a man like that, that is so supportive of, of what I do. And Rovi, oh my goodness, that girl. She she makes this nuptial better. Um, so these two people, shout out to you. I love you both. Um, yeah, and every single member of my team, I love you all. Fantastic. How do you relax, Ronke? I have taken up a new hobby, uh, Sudoku. I love doing Sudoku and puzzles. Explain what Sudoku is for some of our <laughs> guests that are and used Sudoku to Ayo, a... Ayo and um, what? Ludo. And Ludo. And Ludo. And snakes and ladders. <laughs> Sudoku is a form of puzzle where you have, um, well, Sudoku is a numbers game where you have a box of nine and then you have number ones to nine. And you have to arrange the boxes in a particular way where all number ones and nine aligned without having to repeat the numbers. Yeah. So it's a it's a mental game. Mm. And I find that I could spend hours doing it um, because it relaxes me and I don't think about anything else apart from the numbers in front of me. I love watching TV. I mm. love TV. <laughs> That's another thing. Netflix, Amazon Prime. If it's a good, um, um, what's it called? Drama or thriller I will watch mm. an action film and this I blame my husband a hundred percent I used to be romantic films and you know yeah, films and bones and all of mm -hmm. that before I got married mm -hmm. now it's like Vin Diesel and mm -hmm. <laughs> so no, more... no more romance you know so I love I love watching film and that's that that's what I do to relax and spending time with my kids we love going for walks the beautiful parks around in Thorock um, and then you've got the, the riverside as well in Parfleet, which mm. is beautiful. If you've never been there before, the RSPB um, okay. in Marshes in Parfleet, you can have a walk on the um, on the riverside with the Thames with the back, as a backdrop. It's absolutely beautiful. What kind of wildlife would you see there? Birds. birds. It's usually birds, okay. yeah. So if you're a bird watcher, Mm. It's a good place to go, but we just go for a walk. They take the bike, the scooter, and okay. it's miles and miles of peace. Peace. You will yes. not even believe you're in Thorok. It's just so peaceful up there. Well, for those of you listening who don't know Thorok very well, it's time to go to the yeah. marshes. Is to it? the marshes, the RSPB the marshes. in, in Perfleet. Beautiful. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Ronke, we're coming to the end of um, our time together. But before we go, 
Any final thoughts? I, I want to, again, thank Tag Radio um, and the community and Thorok for being champions of the black, of the African uh, community. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first radio interview and you've made it so relaxing and I hope that I can get to come back. <laughs> sometimes we invite you sometimes back. in the future. Um, and for all the single girls and guys out there um, looking to get married, uh, marriage is a wonderful thing. It's uh, Ask anybody that's been married, um, by God's grace, you will choose well. Um, but marriage is a wonderful thing. And if you are at that stage where you are about to get married, um, I would love to help you through the process. But thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Ronke. It's been a delight to have you on. You. It's been very inspiring. Um, for our audience out there, uh, I hope you've enjoyed um, the program. You've been listening to Real Life with Femi Biwoy. My guest today has been uh, Ronke Adewa Faguro. Um, a wonderful first class event director in UK. Until the next time, when we come your way again, it's been a privilege and a pleasure which we do not take lightly having you on the stream today. Thank you very much and please keep listening, keep watching wherever you are. Bye for now. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Femi Ibiwoye. Discussing, discussing everyday life, career, challenges, opportunities and faith. Tune in to Tag. Tune in to Tag. Community Voice Radio on Thursdays and Sundays at 5pm.